0: Okay, welcome, welcome. Thank you all online and in person for being here tonight. We are, Oh, am I... okay, just wanted to make sure the audio is okay. Can everyone on Zoom hear me? Okay, I hear you? I see a nod from Kobe. Let us know at any point in the chat or verbally if you can't hear me. Otherwise, um, I'll just keep speaking at this, at this level and we'll ask everyone in the room to do the same. Um, But we are really happy to have you all here. We've done a lot of work in the community since the last time we all um, convened to talk about the Kingsgate neighborhood uh, update to the plan. And so tonight we're going to be going over the key themes from both the visioning workshop on November 29th, as well as the community survey that was um, issued and ran from October to December. We also are gonna take time to review the drafted vision statement. Um, hopefully you all had time to at least look at that. If not, it should be in your inbox or it should be here for you all. And we can kind of look at that together later on tonight. And then we'll be going over some of the key changes and the next steps of the, of the process. I'm gonna hop out real quick to um, mute myself cause I'm getting some feedback. There it is, okay, good to go, I'll reshare. All right, here we are. So,
1: getting it together. So what
0: we've heard so far is a few key things. Hey, Allison. Sorry, no problem. Um, We've heard a lot from the community. We have gotten over 300 survey responses. I have a breakdown on the screen. It might be a little small for those in person, but out of the 312 survey responses, 286 people were um, identified as residents of Kingsgate. We heard from 13 business owners, 18 employees, um, a lot of students, 15 of those, more than I was expecting, and then a lot of visitors of the Kingsgate area too. And from all that feedback, we've identified a a good amount of challenges or opportunities for improvement uh, within the neighborhood. Most, Most specifically and most obvious were some pedestrian and bicycle connection um, improvements that were voiced between different key areas in the neighborhood. So places like to from Kingsgate. Oops. Um, we were hearing that folks would like to have more connection to Totem Lake, uh, to the Kingsgate Neighborhood Commercial Center from the residential parts of the neighborhood. Uh, overall needs include um, some sidewalk and pedestrian walkway improvements. So filling in the missing gaps, especially along certain roads, um, intersection improvements, and less reliance on vehicles to improve traffic flow. Um, One of the other main themes we heard as far as challenges were the need for infrastructure improvements. Um, A lot of hesitation regarding the amount of growth that's projected and encouraged without the appropriate infrastructure to to support that. Uh, We also heard that redevelopment of the Kingsgate Commercial Center was top priority for a lot of people, Um, but the caveat to that being that the commercial center development does not come at the cost of the smaller local businesses that already exist there. Another identified theme of a challenge within the neighborhood is a lack of public green space, uh, overall tree canopy loss, and uh, public park access. While HOA parks are pretty bountiful within the neighborhood, it was it was noted that public parks, public being open to everyone, um, were, were lacking in Kingsgate. A lot of folks recommended traffic calming measures and better traffic management, especially near the commercial center and up near the border of other jurisdictions like Woodenville, lots of congestion there. Um, It was suggested that mixed use development is placed strategically within the neighborhood to allow people from diverse backgrounds to have affordable access to housing in Kingsgate. But generally folks were opposed to the new development and changing the built environment. uh, We were told that using smart growth techniques uh, to not destroy the neighborhood was really important to the respondents. And what do you mean by smart growth techniques? Yeah, so the smart growth techniques, I don't know exactly the like the list of them. Allison, do you have any if, if you put on that? I forget. It's like an overarching theme of growth. Yeah, I
2: would say like 10-minute neighborhoods following the smart growth principles, mixed use, moderate density near transit. Sorry, you're good. Um, things like that.
0: Yeah, like transit-oriented development and 10-minute neighborhood concept where you can conveniently get to everything you need within a 10-minute walk or, or bike or roll. Um, some other challenges were economic-based or business-based, so the need for more restaurants, bars, pubs, cafes, basically gathering places, eateries, um, improvements in transportation infrastructure and services was paramount within the survey responses and the divisioning event i say that that was a common theme uh, throughout each each activity that we did social amenities and gathering places for teens young adults and seniors is is also a top priority for the community in kingsgate especially the um the youth that we spoke with at the kirkland youth council there was a few um a few kids who live in the neighborhood and that was something that they were really pushing for um, when we spoke to them. Some desired type of businesses that we asked folks about and they offered input on were small businesses beyond food, um, retail shops on the ground floor with some residential at a small scale and low height above, Um, arts and cultural businesses more restaurants, better grocery options is um, is huge. And we've heard that a lot through the Kingsgate uh, outreach that we've done. Breweries or pubs that are also kid-friendly or all ages uh, inclusive. And then a hardware store and a garden store to get a little bit more specific. Okay, why do you want
3: um, residential above uh, the retail shops?
0: Well, that's just what the so survey we have- responses were indicating. Okay. It's like a mixed use concept where the ground level is open for business right. and then above that to allow mm-hmm. them and accommodate for more housing. Right. But we, don't,
3: we don't want to be like Totem Lake uh, or whatever you named it. Um, I thought that was taken. I see it over and over again in all these documents. Which
0: the mixed use Call out yeah
3: the residential in the commercial area
0: yeah that's something that we heard commonly from um, respondents on the survey and we've heard it within the um, the kingsgate visioning event as well okay. so I added that to the key themes
4: but the but the key understanding though is that these are things that people have been telling the city that they're interested in mm-hmm. but there's nothing here that is like written in stone, this is agreed to, this is what's gonna be in the plan going forward. Mm Yeah, right. you're just information gathering, not making
3: decisions yet. Precisely, thank you. Well, let's see, I think it was, well, anyway, okay.
0: We also heard that um, safe walking and biking opportunities for schools and near school zones was really important. More crosswalks and opportunities for traveling students to get to school safely is, is a priority. More public amenities, so outdoor gaming courts, open space, indoor activity and in community centers that you can go to when it's cold or when it's raining, um, as well as uh, increased density within the multi-family zones or in- for increased affordability around Kingsgate, especially near the commercial center, mostly at the commercial center. Um, it was expressed that that is where, if anywhere, we should be concentrating growth uh, in Kingsgate. And so that is um, that's what that last bullet point is, is alluding to.
3: And you're aware that they're building okay. houses down the street on the main drain.
2: Susan, oh, thank He's you here. for joining us. Sorry. Thanks. Are okay. yeah. <laughs> your the the you
5: situation. Situation, but... no, yeah. talking about houses where the nice was? No, I'm talking
1: about the
5: street.
3: Thank you. Oh, okay. A big nursery was sold, and they're building houses on it, and that's going to create more uh, havoc with the uh, um, with driving on that road. One
6: twenty fourth. That's up in
3: Woodenville. Yeah. Yeah. Or Bothell, actually, but it does affect. It does affect us. us yeah. It's considered Woodenville, not Kirkland, but uh, yeah, it does affect us every time yeah. they do that.
0: Right, and then a key policy uh, direction that I'll be looking to implement and. In my drafted revision to the plan, is how to address neighboring jurisdiction growth and how to be a little bit more uh, in sync with the neighbors to the north and even to the to the east and to the west. So um, it's it does affect the neighborhood. You're very right about that.
7: Question, right. of the people that responded to the survey, do you have information about are there younger people filling out the survey versus older people? What do you do? You have any age distribution?
0: Yes, we do. So there was a a question. At the end of the survey, some folks preferred not to answer and um, it's in the survey summary that I sent you it's like a bar graph I think generally the age range was mid 40s and up, but we did get some 18 to 24 bracket. um, Maybe one or two under 18 not many youth unfortunately took the survey, but we did hear from them in other arenas.
5: Um, thanks, Jonathan. Oh, perfect. If,
0: if I remember right, the
6: 34 to 44 was like the largest percentage. Okay. Pretty much an and then difference. you yeah. had uh, slightly smaller percentages in both the 44 to 54 and the 65 and above. Okay. Yeah, that sounds
0: familiar. So middle-aged and yeah. a... Some uniqueness and highlights that you all might be familiar with if you attended the visioning event or took the survey um, and saw the responses and summaries. Just some really great things about Kingsgate that make it unique and what we're looking to really build on in the drafted um, plan updates. So the convenient location that's close to shopping, healthcare and other amenities and other jurisdictions, we're really close to the wine country in Quintonville, accessible Uh, cities to the north that can provide uh, amenities to the people in Kingsgate. Um, Established gathering spaces, such as the Kingsgate (coughs) Library, 132nd Square Park, uh, the Snow King Ice Arena, just to name a few. But those are really cherished um, through the survey responses that we've heard from and the divisioning event. Um, Access to trails, parks, green space, and walking paths was identified as a highlight of the neighborhood. It really has a residential feel to it. Uh, Great network of neighbors, schools, community activities. Really involved homeowner associations that provide a lot of um, community gathering opportunities. It generally feels very quiet and safe, is what we've heard from the respondents. Although there were other responders and other input that we received that safety is a concern for some areas within Kingsgate, um, especially the commercial center and. Looking, uh, we'll be looking at ways to, to improve that within the neighborhood plan policies, or at least call attention to it. We also heard that um, it is a highlight is that it is low density. It's a well kept single family home neighborhood. Um, a lot of neighborhood continuity. Uh, no high rise buildings was identified as a highlight. The diversity of the people who live in the neighborhood is is really strong and um, there's a lot of different perspectives that make up the neighborhood, different ages, different backgrounds, um, people of all types of abilities. Uh, One major location-based highlight was the Totem Lake Connector Bridge, was mentioned a lot, access and close proximity to the cross Kirkland corridor and other um, bike and pedestrian infrastructure isn't too far away. The schools are high quality, Um, there's a high percentage of dog ownership, which I didn't know, that's a great fact, Mm -hmm. identified as a highlight. And then neighborhood pools that act as community gathering space, like the homeowners association pools. So those are just some of the great things that we'll be looking to um, build upon within the updated plan and really uh, double down on.
7: One thing that I find curious it's like you talk about low density single family homes, and yet in the previous slide, it's like we want more mixed use. That yeah, there's a, I see a bit of a contradiction. Totally. There.
0: Yes, and it's just a, it's a different perspective that people are bringing and different um, things that they value. Some people really value the low density. Some people see that as an opportunity to increase the density. So we're not um, we're not probably ever all going to agree on that. But it's it does seem that both both have value to them with uh, the neighborhood. Moving on to some new ideas to explore. This was the opportunities table at the visioning event where we got to kind of get creative and think about some new ways to enhance the neighborhood that don't currently exist. So roadway improvements like roundabouts and other traffic safety improvements that um, can ideally help improve traffic conditions, which is identified as a challenge. Um, Did they say
2: where? In general,
0: that was kind of what I was reading. There were some specific ones that were called out. Um, I don't have the name of the streets uh, at the top of my head, but there are some specific locations that I passed on to the transportation planning uh, Mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. So they'll be looking at that when they update the transportation strategic plan. I'm
6: guessing the roundabout was mostly suggested for that intersection that we share with Woodenville, just above San Michelle right oh yeah i that's think that's the main one, one yeah, that on was mentioned and for around. roundabout on
4: well, this also we've also talked about having one at 136th avenue and 132nd street oh okay 132nd. yeah that's awesome. oh okay you said
1: 136
4: 136th. 136th avenue and 132nd street mm-hmm. okay. was talked about as a roundabout for it's... several years and then they ended up not building it because it was too expensive
0: mm-hmm. but that area is known to have a, a congestion issue well yeah it's yeah. it's
4: very busy
3: uh, okay. in so who would pay
0: for that? Would that be
3: uh, oh. the traffic department, or would that be passed along to the people that live there?
6: Like County, I mean, the Kirkland taxpayers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's tax what i Everyone, everyone on the traffic. Well, <laughs> one
4: of the subdivision developers provided about a quarter of a million dollars for that 136 132nd intersection. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't nearly enough. Mm -hmm. to do the roundabout. So, it ended up being just kind of a bit of a reconfiguration of it. I see.
2: And another way that um, transportation Mm -hmm. projects get built is also with the contribution of impact fees. Mm -hmm. And so, when new projects go in, like a new residential project or a new office project, they have to account for how many trips they'll generate with that use. And then that's used to calculate an impact fee amount And that goes towards projects that are on our adopted um, capital improvement uh, plan list. Mm -hmm.
3: And so- I'm familiar with that, yeah. Okay,
2: yeah, so a few
0: different ways, um, taxes. I don't think
3: it'd be enough, but anyway.
0: Some other new ideas that we uh, were asked to maybe think about or explore was a pedestrian and bike bridge um, to connect Juanita to Kingsgate uh, through an I-405 overpass um a stormwater detention system that might be established through public and private partnerships one thing that i did want to bring to the group both here in person and online anybody who has any input on rainwater issues or flooding stormwater issues i was contacted by our surface water management team and they're doing a project in the high woodlands basin um all throughout this year and they're going to be doing a separate outreach process about it for the homes that fall within that basin but they're gonna be looking for potential sites for rainwater improvement um, facilities. So like a, a rain garden or things things like that. So I wanted to maybe float the question of if anyone here knows of a specific area in Kingsgate, the High Woodlands Basin, um, I should have provided a map, but it's really in that Northwest pocket up by Woodenville, um, down to the Juanita Creek and kind of over into Juanita as well. But anywhere in the neighborhood that has um, a severe stormwater issue, they would like to know about. So does anyone have any specific sites that I could have relay at this time? Or?
6: Well, the only stormwater problem we really had in our area was when they were building 100, doing 130 second square park, yeah. that um,
0: their, their the drainage
6: solutions, mm. we'll see if they are actually as good <laughs> as they <laughs> said they were going to be, but. There were there were some issues early on, and some that impact that had an impact on a couple of neighbors mm. near the park, near the park, okay. adjacent to the park, and we're waiting to see if how they did the drainage in the park actually holds up this winter. Right. And,
7: and, and My concern is actually how that sanderos construction that's going on just north of the Toyota of Kirkland, mm-hmm. where all these houses are on a pretty um, hilly slope. Mm. <laughs> that's going to survive.
6: What? Well, mm. it's, it's it's detaining water right now.
7: Mm. Right.
6: You yeah. should see, if you look over there, you should see the water that's being held in there because there's a clay seam right through the middle of their project. Uh-huh. But that, no, we digress well, slightly know, on that.
4: I would say I have not heard about very many recurring flooding issues in Kingsgate. Yeah. Um, But I think what we're seeing is that as there's more development and more uh, impervious surfaces that there's more runoff, just kind of in general. And that's kind of why we did the 132nd Park project. Um, So, I mean, if you think about this as one of those projects where you could have a centralized detention system instead of individual detention systems that could allow some mm-hmm. larger redevelopment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then, then that would be up by the commercial area, most likely, and yes. not in the residential areas.
8: At the end of Kingsgate, uh, one 32nd, I don't know if it's because of the WSDOT construction project going on right now, but that where the two new roundabouts are there's been a lot of flooding there but I suspect mm-hmm. that's going to be temporary. Hopefully yeah it's would, because but, 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 the <laughs> done yeah. That. Um, their their drains
6: are currently a little bit above the pavement level.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they haven't finished
6: the pavement so.
0: Well that's helpful and they are um they've uh, they've narrowed it down to six sites um they'll ultimately choose up to three sites and um i think four of the six that are identified are at or near the commercial center so they're trying to work with the private property owners in that area to to see what's possible um and i'll be sure to update the group once i know more but it's in the very same stages so
7: so i this is aaron on, online i just clear are you asking for areas that have water
6: problems or opportunities for a retention system to be installed to collect water so that there's less stress on the system.
0: My question was more about the um, the the spaces in the neighborhood that flood the most that deal with the water issues the most not necessarily where a facility might go but just knowing where it's where the problem is most severe so oh, okay. our water team kind of trace that back to where that water's coming from and then they can identify the best uh, place to have those those systems Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Great, right. well, that's something I can uh, run by them and I'll be sure to follow up with you guys once once that starts to get going more in 2024. We also heard that it's important to eventually connect Kingsgate to the CKC, the cross Kirkland corridor, uh, and connect the CKC to the East Rail Trail. Um, we want to promote collaborations between commercial parcel owners uh, within the Kingsgate Neighbor Commercial Center to encourage kind of a planned collective development where the improvements to that area and the redevelopment doesn't happen in silos with how the property lines are currently laid out, but it would probably take um, some collaboration between the city and the commercial parcel owners together to um, create something that's a little bit more uh, synergistic, like a, a small scale oneita Village or just something like that at a small scale. Um, but connected and not just parceled out uh, as it currently stands. So that was identified as something to explore. They also wanna reduce, or they being the the themes identified through our outreach, the community would like to reduce surface parking that currently exists at the commercial center. There's a lot of free parking uh, spaces there that don't often get used in the amounts that are provided. So looking at reducing surface parking where possible, um, within that area is important. Assessing the zoning requirements for opportunities to promote the 10-minute neighborhood concept, which, as we mentioned, it's just a matter of you being able to conveniently walk to the places uh, that you visit the most. So school, work, the grocery store, a park, um, any sort of recreation, having those within walking distance is uh, the key to promoting the 10-minute neighborhood concept. So. That has a trickle-down effect of traffic relief and uh, sustainability efforts, getting getting um getting us out of vehicles, to making uh, an improvement on our uh, greenhouse gas emissions targets, which we have citywide. Uh, we need to aim to reduce those pretty pretty drastically by 2030, twenty fifty is the first milestone. So just exploring ways on how to how to do that, and over fifty percent of our greenhouse gas emissions are emitted through mobile combustion so meaning traveling with cars. So that is how that connects to the 10-minute neighborhood concept. We also heard that renaming the neighborhood to Evergreen Hill is an idea. that Okay that's an old
3: topic and uh, there was a um, over 200 signatures regarding that topic to keep it at Kingsgate. Hmm. Because it would cost too much for all the people to change their signs, their businesses,
6: yeah. and
3: everything else.
6: The, the the point was not to have anybody change the name of their business. Yep. The point is, the na- just for the neighborhood plan on... No. For Kirkland Thanks. is to rename it something inclusive yeah. of all of the subdivisions up in the area. It is I,
8: inclusive of everyone. No,
6: Kingsgate yeah. is not Neighbors, inclusive.
8: When I was trying to say that people would say, Why are you doing this? You don't live in Kingsgate. I'm like, yeah, yes, I do. do. I'm like, No, you live in Hazen Hill. I'm like I um, it's well and, and people who live in Kingsgate it's three been four that
3: for a long time. But
8: it needs to change if we're now mm-hmm. part of and, Kirkland. And we're sure, part of Kirkland. Like that yeah. those names exist before the this East park Kirkland. This part no, was not or part or
6: something else, because part of the, I talked to, uh, we've talked to people who lived there before Kingsgate developments were yeah, put in, right. and they wanted to call the place Juanita Crest, but the developer just basically... Blasted the Kingsgate name over and over again for mm-hmm. the, the major developments that were put up there. Mm-hmm. I live in Forest Grove. Nobody has a clue where Forest Grove yeah, is. No,
5: exactly. I do
6: not live in Kingsgate, right. and by having that name inclusive of the entire Northeast Kirkland, maybe be the Northeast Kirkland neighborhood yeah. on your planning documents to be more inclusive is, is my mm-hmm. point of view, and that is what the people who have been involved with the Evergreen Hill Neighborhood Association for the past 10 years, named it Evergreen Hill Neighborhood Association, not Kingsgate Neighborhood Association, because we didn't want people who did not live in HOAs Mm -hmm. named Kingsgate to think they had to belong to those to belong to the Neighborhood Association. We were trying to be inclusive of all of the subdivisions of which we have lots of them, in,
0: in yeah. the name, and that's
8: why I, don't think we I need I to revisit that. that. Well, well and- people do apparently. Yeah, some people do. The respondents of the survey did, and I did encounter that with neighbors. And sure. I'm like, mm-hmm. and pe- there's a lot of people who say, "No, you're," and they just. But again, if people are going to say you don't live in Kingsgate, then why are we involved in the Kingsgate planning stuff? Well, and, that would be like that. But I'm not. Uh, well, i, I that, of that like, I just do think that. Um, uh, That's the intention behind it is that so many people who don't live in an HOA that is named Kingsgate, if you live within the city of Kirkland and say an HOA is called High Woodlands, a neighbor says, You shouldn't be a part of this survey because you're not King, it's not about your HOA. And the misnomer causes. It's, a bit of confusion. Well, that's just because, like
3: Bridal Trails, they have several different developments over there, but yet everybody calls it Bridal Trails,
8: exactly. And that's so the same thing. Well, just no, it. Bridal trails, <laughs> trails
6: doesn't have a huge subdivision called Bridal, bridal trails. trails,
8: that's just it. Like, that's exactly mm-hmm. what we're trying to say. Is it just yeah. like it, we want it to be like that because I don't think that, um, because I live off of 132nd on and my address falls within what would be considered Kingsgate, but neighbors in. an HOA that's called named officially named Kingsgate with you know CCRs that are Mm -hmm. so yeah
4: the the key point is you're never going to get unanimous (laughs) no but it doesn't be a consensus and what you have to do is figure out what the decision process is going
0: to be and that's if it's going to be a
4: vote or is it going to be the council decides or whatever that's what has to be done because The neighborhood will never coalesce around the
0: well yeah and and it would Mm -hmm. ultimately be up to city council with maybe a planning commission recommendation to change name what i wanted to discuss regarding that is we kind of did some digging into what that process would look like so i want to give that information to you all um it is a little bit out of scope for it changing with this neighborhood plan but if there is a strong um advert or a strong will from the community, from the working group to to change it into something a little bit more inclusive or something, to, a, a larger umbrella term, the pathway to that that could be um, started with this policy or with this plan update would be to add a policy that says something along the lines of explore feasibility of changing the neighborhood. Like that could be a policy within this plan update. Mm-hmm. So if that's a strong recommendation uh, that the working group has or that the community has I can maybe explore drafting up a policy that you guys could review. Um, do we think that that might be helpful to see? Is that something? I yeah. know that not everyone's going to want that name changed? so okay. and it would require a lot of extensive outreach to not just the working group, not just mm-hmm. the neighborhood association, but the whole neighborhood. Right. Um, and there's a lot more that goes into that besides just um, changing it on the planning documents. There's uh, there's history behind it and. Right. There's a lot to do. So I just wanted to give an update that I know that you mentioned in the 2015 comprehensive plan update, it didn't really go anywhere. It kind of stagnated for whatever reasons, but this would be the pathway forward um, if, if that's the route we want to take. At,
6: at that point in time, staff was very controversy adverse, I would say. And so those of us that would have liked to have changed it drop, dropped it completely. Um, Part of my perspective is if you go around Kirkland, you'll see a sign that says, welcome to the Highlands neighborhood. Well, to me, if we put up a sign going up to our neighborhood that says, welcome to Kingsgate, it does not include the vast majority. And and that's kind of my vision is what sign is up to to the entrance of our neighborhood.
3: Well, then come up with a better name i'd be yeah. op- open to that and now we that'd great once we have but, that uh, policy. not that evergreen because we're associated
7: with a hospital because of that name I, yeah cool. no. okay yeah <laughs> um two things i actually agree with jonathan's comment you know i live in the forest grove neighborhood um near johanna and i've been mm-hmm. told Actually, my former boss, who he grew up, went to Camaica, and he goes, i oh, you're in the unincorporated area of Kingsgate. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. heads, you, know, and, but, you know, in addition to Kingsgate, I have people, oh, since, we, since Forest Grove is close to Totem Lake, rather right, than the commercial centre, I say, oh, you the Totem Lake area as well. Right? So one of the things <coughs> in the meantime is looking at the vision statement, you start off by going, Kingsgate is a predominantly residential, maybe it has a sentence to define what Kingsgate is. Mm. to say Kingsgate is and have a sentence to say it's not just the HOAs. It is a Mm -hmm. geographic area encompassing the northeast area of Kirkland. Yeah. To really point that out and then, you know, and that'll start the process of also educating people what King's kingsgate is for
3: sure yeah. well i think it's on some of the maps that i've seen yes with the city
0: the neighborhood association map i know has that that right. verbiage on there that um but yeah so with the policy if, if it were to go into the plan that creates kind of a, a, a foundation for future work studies or future work that the planning department does so now that it's a policy we can say hey Let's explore this. Let's take some actions. Let's mm-hmm. just explore the feasibility. And maybe it's yeah. not feasible. Maybe people don't want it. Um, but if it, if we can at least get the ball rolling with this plan and to look at it, though. Quite
6: honestly, um, you know, if if the policy comes up and we come up with something completely new and creative that's not evergreen, Hill, then I'm sure the neighborhood association would definitely consider changing their name to match.
0: Okay. What the residents come up with. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so just explore the feasibility of changing the name to something more inclusive or something more encompassing of the actual neighborhood. Yeah. No, we, we don't even have to suggest a name,
4: per se. I still kind of like Wittenmeyer.
0: Yeah, we, we have
6: quite what
7: a few. Totem Lake
4: Heights. I don't think
6: like I, much, I, I was
4: again. called Lake Wittenmeyer. Like
6: I want I, I to put Plateau in it at one point, you know, yeah. Evergreen yeah. Plateau or something like that. The
7: but I would think in the Sorry. meantime, I, I like that to be caught out in the vision statement. Yeah. Thank you. Directly yeah.
0: How about anyone on the <laughs> Zoom room? Um, I think we just have Colby and Sage, or excuse me, Shauna. Um, do you have any opinions about that? Just trying to loop you guys in from afar.
7: I'll say that I I was just typing this, by the way. So thanks for looping me in. Um, Kingsgate 1 and 2 HOA sign says Kingsgate 1 and 2 HOA. I believe it says um, in the Evergreen Highlands, And I'd prefer uh, Evergreen Highlands to Evergreen Hill. If we decide on that. It just sounds kind of more suave in my opinion.
4: (laughs) I don't like it. We already have a highlands neighborhood. Uh, True, true. So, the one point I, that stuck out to me on this was the connecting the CKC to the East Trail. Um, I, I would like to go a step beyond that. I would like the city to acquire the East Trail that remains um, inside the city limits, right? Mm. The CKC ends at 132nd Avenue because that was the city limit at the time it was acquired. And the city should really own all of it up to the north end of Willows Road. Where the city limit is
0: that's good input thank mm-hmm. you okay well good conversation and it's it's not a closed-ended conversation at all but uh, moving on to some other key ideas that were suggested that we explore was a way to um bolster the plan that or in a way that retains the businesses that currently inhabit the commercial center so different ideas that were talked about were maybe providing rent subsidies or rent um, regulations or other affordability measures for commercial property owners within the Kingsgate area. Uh, The development of the shopping center should not come at the cost of the existing local businesses. So that's just something that we heard um, from the community multiple times that sure development and redevelopment of that area could could serve the community quite well, but, but just recognizing that the businesses that already are there, they have cultural anchors. Um, they provide a lot of services for the for the people currently, so not not displacing them if, if at all possible. And
7: when we're talking about the commercial center, that's where the Safeway is, correct? Safeway, the Snow yeah, Snow down, the, and then the the Snow, Snow
0: King, I threw, that whole okay. plaza, both of those plazas on either side. to Bank. You know, mm. Bartels is
1: closing in that uh, Next to Safeway, yes, it's closing. Just, I don't know what's going in. Today
7: have did Bank of america also close nearby i know and there's <coughs> going to be a car wash another car wash there yeah brown bears well, well
6: brown, be brown bears brown
7: going to bear. we the,
6: the old sluggers is going to be redeveloped into a fitness, yep, F45. A fitness yeah at 45. fitness i don't know which fitness
1: it is okay. <laughs> I, I noticed there's
7: one thing that hasn't been mentioned there's this thing behind safeway called the casino yes uh, i noticed um, that um <laughs>
1: yeah. it's
3: how did that sneak in? It's then? extremely
4: profitable and it's not going to go away. Okay. Right.
3: It's um, a conditional use. The, even the there city gets over a million dollars a year in tax right. revenue off of it too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so yeah. So quite profitable. I, you know, that
4: next to the last bullet point you were just talking about, it's a really difficult thing for people to understand that it's impossible to redevelop a property and keep the businesses there. They have yeah. to move. And that happened with Kirkland urban, all the businesses, they were in even, in. like, well, most of them ended up permanently moving. They did not move back in because true. when you redevelop something, the rents come in at four or five times what they were when it was an old dumpy building. Right. And, and that's the same thing with the apartments around the Safeway. If mm-hmm. people are talking about, well, let's, let's uh, have greater density but to create yeah. greater density you have to tear them all down and build higher density buildings and that means the rents are going to be two or three times what they were so it's a little bit incompatible the idea of you want to hold on to what was good about what's there now mm-hmm. and yet upgrade it all and think that there's going to be no yeah, impact or
7: it. it's it's, it's yeah. Uh, very difficult and then you lose your walkability because it's like oh we're gonna we're not gonna have a shopping center we will get in our cars right? and then right. you have to drive at least during the time of redevelopment, yeah right and you hope
4: just some stores come back in mm-hmm. so quick
9: yeah, have... question is there really no way the casino could be relocated i'm just genuinely curious it's like right across the street from a daycare center
0: mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I The casino. Is there oh. any possibility of relocating it? I don't think. Well, I, number one, it would
4: be impossible within the city,
0: right? Because the
4: certain. city bans gambling unless it was grandfathered in because it pre-existed annexation, which this did. Which which it did, right? And, and so only one that did. Yes. Yes, and so they would they would have to move out of the city, uh, and the, the company is not under any. Desire to do that, so mm-hmm. right. Maybe
8: people lost interest in gambling.
5: <laughs> I <laughs> went <was> to the walk <laughs> the
8: other day. The, the parking lot was very full, so yeah.
0: People there don't If they, they, no if they didn't have customers, months. it wouldn't be
6: a good <laughs> million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> right. That was mentioned in the survey uh, quite a bit. The casino and just the the, the area around the casino and possibility of banning that type of use Um, but like mentioned it's it's a it's a private parcel and they were grandfathered in so not not too much we can do unless they chose to redevelop then they we could I think there's restrictions on how much they could they couldn't necessarily increase the capacity or anything like that so they're kind of stuck with what they have or when they decide to move on they would have to move out of the city Mm -hmm. if they decide so they own the parcel the property owners do. I don't know if the, that's the same It's, oh, okay. it's
4: the actually casino. owned by the Hockey Association. Oh, okay. And really the casino owner has a long-term uh, lease. lease on the building. Okay, And uh, And so that's why the Hockey Association is so financially stable. It's because uh,
5: they,
6: and, they're getting and, pretty good and, runs out of the casino. And, yeah. and it, yeah. it, it, so it did used to house gambling. Because that's where the Hockey hall. Association had their bingo hall. Yeah, That's <laughs> so, right, that's right. <laughs>
4: and before that, it was uh, roller skating, right? Yeah, roller skating. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Susan, I think you are about to say something that
1: keeps the uh, arena going. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So
4: you know. It subsidizes the operation of the Hyle mm-hmm. Hall ice hockey program. So but not everybody's aware of these conventions, so why, yeah. yeah, anyway. But I'm really curious as if people who were complaining about the casino are complaining about the idea of having a casino in their neighborhood and the social impacts of that, or is there actually concern about increased crime and those kind of things? Because the city could do things about the crime without necessarily shutting down the casino. Mm-hmm. But uh, for, at least from what I see, and I, you know we all subscribed to the crime uh, reporting right. sites. That's not the of problem.
6: There's not. No. Never it's, the just, it's the bars. It's the bars that have the, the
4: problem, not the yeah, casino. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah.
6: And it's called a casino, but it doesn't have all the slots and all the other things of a casino. It's a card room. A card
1: room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
6: Live
1: And, love it. and
4: you and you <laughs> don't play cards. At least not successfully and be drunk at the same time. That's <laughs> <laughs> a wisdom quote
7: I've Sounds like a guiding principle
1: almost. <laughs> right. well, I
7: just like to keep my money. Yeah, that's right. Shauna, did you
9: have anything to add to that? Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I think if the general area was being better developed, like better lighting, then less concern about the crime piece, I think it's just because there's so few businesses open there right now, and it's like all adjacent. So that kind of adds to the general nature that currently exists. But I think if there's a solid plan to build it up, then, you know, I, I think they could coexist potentially with yeah. the right plan in place.
6: But
4: Chewy's is an excellent point. 144th Street is extremely dark. Mm-hmm. It is. And it needs mm-hmm. a lot more streetlights than it has now just for pedestrian and bicycles. Yeah, that
3: intersection is dangerous. People yeah. don't really stop when they're going to take a right.
5: Yeah,
0: Yeah, and that kind of brings us to that last bullet point of established beautification regulations for development within the commercial center that okay. call for pedestrian access paths native vegetation and lighting for safety. Uh, that was multiple, uh, mentioned multiple times. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, if if we are going to redevelop that area, do it strategically, and do it um, in a way that promotes safety and accessibility, um, not just by car, mm-hmm. because and promotes green space.
1: 144 south of 124, uh, that's pretty dark. It's only got a couple of street lights there. does mm-hmm. okay. it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just
5: To the
4: east, going up the hill,
1: yeah. No, going in, um, going west.
4: Going, oh yeah, it's yeah, dark there too.
1: Yeah, stay it just doesn't feel safe. Yeah, I'm so
4: 144th west of one. Oh, I know what you're talking
1: about. It doesn't about.
3: feel all that safe to walk there at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not too many lights, all right.
2: And we did get several comments um, in the visioning workshop specifically about the parking lot of the shopping center. Leandra already mentioned kind of it's very unutilized but we got a lot of really specific comments about increasing the lighting maybe increasing the landscaping in it so I know we have it on the list to look at ways that we might be able to influence with policy kind of efforts to to make that employee planning methods to make that more safe or feel more safe.
0: Yeah more yeah more inviting more more traffic because less traffic areas tend to um mm-hmm. uh it attracts you know CD stuff yeah. sometimes so
7: mm-hmm.
0: uh just getting it open and safe and well lit um is important Personally,
7: I think that parking lot is safe I need to redesign because mm-hmm. the way I've seen people drive around that mm-hmm. it's and mm-hmm. park it's uh, yeah cool
1: I was just gonna say that because it's it's deadly to
0: yeah. it is yeah day oh. or night. Yeah yeah that's good home um, okay, well shifting a little bit, I wanted to get everyone's opinion on the drafted vision statement. Before we dive in, I just wanted to really relay the importance of the vision statement. We're going to really use this as a, as a sort of um, beacon of light to draft our policies. Uh, so it's important that we get good input from the working group and from the community on the vision mm-hmm. statement. So once we start drafting the plans, everything we write is to support this. So we want to make sure this is perfect and as perfect as it can be um, for yeah. for the general community.
3: So we can throw out what we uh, see and don't see on here?
0: Yeah, I just wanted to really get everyone's input on the direction of the vision statement. Maybe not word smithing or word for word, but if there are certain words that trigger um, a thought that you might think isn't appropriate for the vision statement, please let me know. Otherwise we're just, looking at the main ideas and the, the kind of values that this vision statement promotes uh, in order to, to move the neighborhood forward?
3: Well, My opinion goes back to the commercial center. And on this, it includes retail service and housing needs. And I think housing needs should be taken out of there.
1: OK. My concern is um, the transportation issue. Um, we have the um, the low-income housing project. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, and the bus situation is like if most of those people who have to go to Safeway. Oh, okay. It's a, you know they're sleeping, and it, it's hard if they don't have a car. Mm-hmm. And um, also, just getting in and out of Kingsgate, the whole transportation. If we're going to lower our carbon footprint. Um, we have to do something about transportation. Yeah. We saw walking and bikes are great, but not everybody wants to ride a bike. Or can. not everybody wants to walk. Yeah. Or yeah.
0: can, yeah.
3: And the buses, they've taken some of the routes. <coughs> <to> the area, <coughs> yeah.
5: yeah.
7: Um, I'd like to propose an addition on paragraph three. Improved and well-maintained parks. I wouldn't say improved, well-maintained and accessible parks. Mm-hmm. <coughs> the reason I say that is, 132nd square park, there's a lot of reservations required to use it. Right. So I turn it into more of a community park where people can use it for yeah, there's only like four hours of
4: open <coughs> field time reserved there, each week for general public. Yeah, How there we, is
6: open field time.
4: Four hours a week.
0: Wow. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great uh, point, adding that they need to be accessible to all.
7: Uh, Actually, accessible or open, but I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the word accessible means, mean, ADA. yeah,
2: maybe we could look at putting something in there of like, um, unscheduled, we'll think of a better word, but yeah. unscheduled, you know, because I did, we did hear that at the, her opening, I know there was a mom that said her, her kids would go and just play pickup soccer with yeah. whoever was on the field and she was concerned. Spontaneous play. Spontane, there you go. Spontaneous yeah, Opportunities for spontaneous use of athletic fields. Does the
1: city make fields are reserves Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're rented
0: by the leagues. Do you have water, water, water. here? We um, do. Uh, let oh, me get it. some for you. Oh, oh, thank you, Allison. So, right over here by the sink.
4: Yeah, sink okay. right over in the corner. There. <laughs> so, okay. so Um, On the park issue, I think Brad's aware of this, that um, uh, while 132nd Square Park was under redevelopment, um, the city stood up a temporary playing field under the power lines to the east of Kirkland Heights Park. Have you heard about this I think so, yeah. yeah. And then after 132nd Square was finished, then the Kirkland Heights apartment started building new apartment buildings in a parking lot in that space where that temporary playing field had been. And the the end result after several years of of work is that the kids in the neighborhood now don't have any place to go except the schools, Mm -hmm. right? Um, To to play. And the the kids in the apartments definitely don't have a nearby place to play. And the the city is trying to find some property uh, where a playing field for completely open play not scheduled play could be built and i'm working on the 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 three-quarter of an acre lot that's uh, to the east of the church
0: between the apartments
4: and the church we we saw
0: that on the walking tour with Mm -hmm. steve Yeah. yeah
4: and then there's some property to the north of where the previous field was along 136th avenue where there's a stormwater detention pond now that could be it's also about that size, three-quarters of an acre. Um, and then there's property on the southwest corner of 136th Avenue and 132nd Street, which is under the power lines. It's currently just somebody's lawn. Mm-hmm. and um, But it's privately owned. It would have to be acquired from them. But that could also be just a little place to kick a ball around. Right on that corner there. Yeah. Um, so, this is all still being explored right now. But, in terms of the vision statement or the neighborhood plan, uh, accommodating that direction would simply be to say that the neighborhood needs more unskip, uh, more
6: uh, spontaneous. 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 That's the best word. Yeah. 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 Great. So the volleyball players and the badminton players. <laughs> not Because yeah, the schools
4: are there, but
7: they're a little ways mm-hmm. away. And they're scheduled a lot too. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if this is going to happen in the US, but back when I grew up in Western Australia, I used to live across the road from a school uh, where, where there was a big oval, there was everything. The education department decided to fence every school in the state off. So all of the parks were completely blocked. Just weren't accessible at all anymore. Yeah, not accessible at all. Yeah. So um, mm. I do have another comment I'd like to make. So paragraph four, extensive transportation by, we talk about wanting to be more pedestrian friendly, walking, you put vehicles as the first word, right? There's that mm. bias statement that it's like, sure. um, yeah. you know, we're all fixed to our cars. Just flip the order. Just flip it. the order and put vehicles.
0: That's great but yeah.
3: Back to this uh, first paragraph, multifamily development is concentrated near the Kingsgate neighborhood commercial center. There we go with multifamily. It's already that way, though.
0: It's already there. Mm -hmm. It's zoned to uh, accommodate um, like high density residential and multifamily. Okay, so it's
3: not really referring to the housing above Safeway.
0: That could be, it could, that would possibly result out like of the current zoning, that we would need to change the zoning for that. Oh, right? okay. if, you, if you
4: look at the zoning map, that shopping center is completely surrounded by multifamily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. the
2: shopping center itself, I think allows heights up to 60 feet already. It's just that it hasn't redeveloped, but it's yeah, already allowed there.
1: Right.
6: And, and the whole sentence includes, and along transit routes where most infrastructure exist to support it. So it's not mm-hmm. just saying to put the multifamily by the commercial center. Mm-hmm. It is specifying a couple other places. And where else would it be put? We don't have anywhere.
1: <laughs>
4: it would take it would take a developer who wanted to assemble a bunch of existing single family parcels mm-hmm. and
1: mm-hmm.
4: and uh, scrape them off. No thank apartments. you. But that's what it would take. There's yeah. not there's not that much undeveloped property left.
8: not. Yeah. Yeah. So, have Odell like have developers approached the city about one of the parts, like one of the sections of the commercial center. Um, like when I hear people in the survey responses talking about that, is that something that's been floated? Um, uh, that's ever been contemplated. <laughs> is there interest for that?
5: Mm-hmm.
8: Does not it mean not it, not it would take a private investment? A lot of that stuff I I gather that the city has no control if, if no one's going to build. <laughs> right. like the, it's not you know the, the, the city's job or the government's job to, to go and do that, but um, to accommodate when an applicant comes around and says, I'd love to you know, contact the seller and say, mm-hmm. these three, this part of this building I'd like to buy, and then redevelop it to make it three stories and yeah. you know a mixed use or something. And I just wonder, is there even, because ultimately, I wondered, I think we discussed it a little bit or scratched the surface in our first meeting, um, back in October, and I just wonder, like, is that what we would love to
5: see?
8: answer? Like, would we like to come up with like a pocketbook of answers for potential developers, or this is what the, no. the residents in the area have have said, um, uh, you know, on feasibility for that, you know, as part of the feasibility study or something? No, so we're going to leave lines. that area yeah.
3: alone. That's what the consensus was at the uh, meeting with all the. I don't think any of us have I authority. Know, bar, no, I have bar, um, say no, but okay.
8: like is had. I I guess I'll go back to my original question, which is: okay. Is there interest in in that?
0: I haven't heard of anything in recent history. I did yeah. ask around for planners that have been with the city longer than I, and I haven't uh, been aware of any specific scenario. Allison, do you want to quickly talk about the um, changes to the general kind of land use chapter of the comp plan and how we might in the future explore the the why behind the lack of development. Yeah. If that connects to this at all.
2: Yeah. So we're we're, we're working right now on updates to the entire comprehensive yeah. plan. Um and one of the things that I've heard a lot from the Kingsgate community and the one community, since we're working with both of y'all pretty closely, um, but throughout the city is talking about these commercial centers that are really kind of not necessarily thriving. Um, And I think we're hearing, you know, not consensus, it's not everyone, but I think from the people we've heard from, the majority of folks have kind of commented that we need to look at something that can sort of revitalize those areas, something that's going to encourage more businesses to fill those spaces, possibly look at redevelopment, because they could be areas that are already well suited for more housing development because we know we need more homes for the people that are moving to Kirkland. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just proposed at this at this point, it's drafted and you're getting the preview tonight because Planning Commission hasn't even seen it. But um, yeah. <laughs> we're looking at a, suggesting a policy that would get tell us to really deep dive into the existing zoning of those commercial centers and identify if there's any hurdles to redevelopment. Like one example, it's another one that isn't hard to find consensus on but one example is our parking requirements we know that we require quite a bit of parking yeah. right now in some areas of the city and parking is expensive to build so if i was talking to a developer and i say hey you have to build this many parking spaces and they say oh, doesn't pencil can't do it if we reduce parking requirements and they still are providing adequate parking is that a barrier that we could remove to encourage redevelopment so another one would be you know, the potential for looking at, at what the heights are and if, you know, five to 10 more feet would, would give them another floor to, and all of a sudden six stories pencil out when five stories doesn't, that's an anecdote, yeah. you know, something like that, looking at what changes we could do to remove some of those barriers that might kind of open the door for, for folks. Cause I, I agree with Leander. I have not heard that's not one of the hot properties yeah. uh, that we hear about. No. <laughs>
4: Well, I, you know, you look back. yet. <laughs> i kind of remember when the, when the council uh, rezoned all of the neighborhood commercial centers to allow the additional height for mixed-use redevelopment. Was it ten years ago or twenty years ago? It was. It's been a while. Yeah. Right. And bec- and it happened because the state and then the county pushed down to the city requirements to accommodate a huge number of new housing units. Right. Mm-hmm. And the council at the time decided. Um, well, we don't want to rezone the single family neighborhoods, which is most of the city, right? And so they rezoned all of the neighborhood commercial areas and then they could count those hypothetical, perhaps maybe future (laughs) housing (laughs) units against the totals that were zoned for, which is what the requirement is from the state, right? And um, so it was done, this rezoning of the neighborhood centers was effectively done to protect the single family neighborhoods from redevelopment. Um, but what I think Allison's exactly right that this is maybe not designed in a way that actually attracts development. Mm-hmm. It solved the immediate problem of meeting the, the state's growth targets, growth targets yes. right? <laughs> but not necessarily in a way where those units would ever really get built.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That segues into my next question. So um, one of the things I heard with the discussion at our last meeting was easy access to Metro and all of the public transport system. And I've noticed you called that out in the fourth paragraph. One of the things, two, two suggestions I'd like to put forward is, Um, I also talked about moving vehicles to the end, but extensive transportation networks for public transit vehicles, bicycle, basically say, we're going to support Metro, right, to enable them. And secondly, I like to strengthen the last sentence by saying the neighbourhood benefits from reliable and frequent transit services connecting all residents and both internally and maybe put a sentence is, To for residents to quickly access those transit services because at the moment, I mean, I have to walk downhill um, Mm -hmm. or I can walk to the street to get the bus that goes once or twice a day, right? Or I'd go um, do a 10 minute drive, right? And once I'm in my car, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna go, (laughs) oh, great, I'm gonna park my car to, (laughs) (laughs) although I'm looking forward to. When Sound Transit goes to Redmond, if I need to go into Seattle, I could finally drive to work and then yeah. catch a the train. But, <laughs> but um, you know, I think it'd be good to call out that hey, it's the transit's easily accessible for all residents.
0: Sure, because yeah.
7: it comes it still comes across as some residents are going to get Metro, or a lot of residents. Well, the, it,
0: well.
4: it could be cl- clarified in that next to the last sentence, yeah. the last sentence of the fourth paragraph. the the connection to the regional transit network, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's the BRT system or whether it's the Metro local routes or whatever it is. Um, But I really like the word internally there because I I think you guys know, I've been an advocate for many years about having neighborhood shuttles within Kirkland. And we really need a shuttling Kingsgate that just goes around the circle, right? And, and, uh, uh, you know, it's expensive. But Kirkland's getting to the point financially as a city where it can afford to yes, do some right. things like mm-hmm. that, and not have our future transit needs completely dependent on Metro, mm-hmm. because Metro is more and more inclined to you know skew their service hours towards areas that are viewed as more needy than Kirkland, mm-hmm. and uh, and it shows. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and. You know, they look at these statistics of median incomes and those kind of things, and they think all oh, those Kirklanders can take care of themselves; yeah. they're all wealthy. Yeah. Well, it's not true, um, but that's nevertheless the way it works out from a planning perspective, and so we don't get the transit hours we used to get. Mm-hmm. Well,
6: and and that's quite clear because if you drive by a Church Home and you see those, they've rented out a good yeah. chunk of their parking lot Amazon. for Amazon employees to catch. Amazon so, Transit yeah.
0: wow. to, to go to leave our area because hmm.
6: Metro isn't doing it. Yeah. And we have the, the Kirkland
1: Heights, but I was when we were meeting at 132nd Square Park for the out. Mm-hmm. I called Metro to get direct, you know, to see the bus schedule and stuff. Um, and, and they, you know, basically, I have to take the 239 down to the Total Lane Transit then tra- wait and transfer to a, a DART bus up to 132nd Square, the City high, apartment, high Apartments. And that's not big enough to accommodate mm. all those people that live in that mm. complex. Mm-hmm. You know, and Metro doesn't seem to quite
7: want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And there's
1: a lot kind of people
7: that it, I'm sure they're going and, and you know what's interesting is, you know, we've got Microsoft, we've got Google, we've got all these high-tech. For me, it's most times it's a 15-minute drive from my home in Kirkland to... The campus I decided to take the bus one day just to see what it was like. <laughs> two hours there, that's two hours so back, and yeah. It, yeah. It, and I'm like yeah. Yeah. no no thank you. Um, but you know I mean you gotta the whole,
6: catch the two two five the two two five that goes <clears throat> that bypasses us, goes through totem lake and then goes to
7: Yeah but, I mean it's all it's yeah. an effort. Um yeah. but I mean with a lot of these big companies that's where it it it'll be interesting to see has there been any traffic stands where most people go from and go to, and it's like, Metro, use that data to see, can you be able to put a bus route that right. complements mm-hmm. that data that any anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's imp- it's important input. Yeah. Um, so we'll,
0: Rework that to emphasize when, the transportation. Yes, the direct we, one that Microsoft it bypasses us. Yeah. Starts in Totem Lake.
8: You were going to say something <laughs> before it. I'll just go with that.
0: Uh-huh. Just to get to Woodville, <clears window,
1: throat> now that we're redeveloping Woodville, um, it's apparently you have to take off to the. Um, with Brickyard is, I think it's right by the entrance, by the freeway, mm-hmm. and wait for the next bus. And it's not the safest place in the world. It's mm-hmm.
7: me, I've had friends had their cars broken into a brickyard. So. Yeah. yeah. So and
1: you know, so who wants to take the bus to Woodville? You know, right? As I tell everybody, yeah. if they don't fix this, I'm going to start driving.
8: <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah. One of <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. the ideas I think for the the vision statement, I would like, it's a purely stylistic, that last sentence, making it the first sentence. Okay. So Kingsgate is an inviting, age-inclusive neighborhood in which all people can grow up and grow old comfortably. Everything that we've been talking about so far stems from that right there. And I think starting that there, then that can guide and help organize the rest of the vision statement. Um, Because I also just like, from a writing uh, style, Kingsgate is. I know what I'm. I'm about to get a definition or a, or a vision, and that introduces right. me to the vision. Yeah. And I think starting with that, and then everything else, we can kind of organize and style later. But I'm loving all these suggestions. But I'm like, there's our. That's the visions. Mm,
5: that's, that's the, the intro to
8: the vision. That's the <laughs> thesis of yeah. the vision statement. Um, there
7: was one. And in addition to that, Kingsgate is an inviting, and inclusive neighborhood in the northeast area of Burnaby. <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> Then you've got that big sentence, you've defined what things gain kind of is
8: not um one thing that did stand out to me is I question how, and it's just a food for thought, but the, the phrase tight knit, um, or that the, the the origins of that in the vision mm-hmm. statement, because if it is inclusive, tight knit doesn't always scream. Inclusive and welcoming. No, and inviting true, yeah. and inviting. Yeah. Right? I mean, clickish. It's, uh, right. yeah, yeah, and nice. I think it screams that a little <laughs> bit the more than. town
6: hometown feel? I... Things like
8: that, that I just think we want to celebrate our first community. Sure feel. Coming here um, and invite more people here and uh, show that there's demand to live here, that those developers can come in and create that housing that we want. <laughs> yeah,
7: community sounds good. Community um, feel. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, tight knit could also feel as. You know, we are our own little enclave Seattle from...
6: Seattle freeze?
7: Yeah. The, the, yeah the, <laughs> it's so
8: tight-knit. If, if I don't fit in the We're net, life- will I... I, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Great, uh, oh, there's a piece of legislation, i just sort of glimpsed at the thing, that um, Adelman, as the Assembly Committees passed uh a change where single-family lots could be divided in half for... Uh, tiny homes. Um it just got voted out of committee and I don't know. Will that supersede HOA rules?
2: I we haven't reviewed at least planning hasn't reviewed that one yet. Um I, I just heard about it this afternoon. I'm guessing it's in my inbox to review um for the legislative work group. That's
0: for subdivision,
2: or I think it has to do with reducing minimum lot sizes or yeah. capping oh. minimum lot sizes. Okay. So it would open up yeah. a lot more land for redevelopment um i know we did some research our city attorney's office helped us do some research into how HOAs were impacted by the middle housing legislation that passed last year so we probably need to look at it again with them but we could try to do some of that research before we we meet with you again because
1: like, i know king state korean four You'll have to go to witness
8: protection if you divide up their laws. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> typically those laws can't supersede uh, HOA because that's a property right, but it depends on how it's written. But typically HOAs are, it, it, it takes a, a heavy lift and the lots of legal challenges afterwards to.
4: All the legislature has
8: to do is <laughs> declare that there is a compelling public exactly public mm-hmm. the uh-huh.
4: and they can override any subject. Yes. <laughs> And they've done it multiple times.
2: Mm-hmm. That's, that's really
1: scary, scary. In a, in a production program. Yeah. yeah.
2: Because right now, almost just about every existing subdivision in Kirkland—not newer ones, but older ones—have a have like a, on the face of the plat that none of the lots shall be subdivided. Yeah. And we've subdivided plenty of them. Yeah. Um, that cool. specific one that we take a look at it, okay. but I I think yeah,
7: Jimmy's on the okay. right track. So, going on to this tight knit feel, um, I'm going to work with this a little bit more so paragraph two you've got middle um in the middle of the paragraph these types of activities enhance the social fabric of the neighborhood right that sort of feels like oh this social fabric is sort of defined defined i would propose maybe these type of activities enhance the community feel or keeps this neighborhood how
6: about it just enhances the neighborhood
7: (laughs) It, it just enhances the neighborhood yeah yeah no, I mean which sentence are you talking? This about? is the um, so halfway
0: down these types of activities enhance on the second paragraph. Yeah, so um,
7: oh. line five of paragraph two. Okay. I've been reviewing documents all day so
5: So
3: what
0: do you want to change it to? Just kind of um, rem- yeah. uh, moving away from the social fabric phrase yeah. and uh, getting yes. it to something more inclusive. Okay. Yeah, oh, these activities
6: enhance the neighborhood. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
7: I'm
6: gonna <laughs> yeah,
5: have to say what part of
7: it. So you've got nearby community center, nearby public library. Yeah. Um should we also mention hey, there's the churches nearby as well, or to sort of put that as should that be mentioned as well? Or... there are generally not public spaces. Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: Any other ideas? Um, so this is a
4: future envisioned community center we're talking about, right? Exactly. Okay. Yes.
6: <laughs> yes this is a vision of what we'd like. 20 years we from now. Have yeah, yeah because, that's right. Because the inter, uh, interconnecting transportation networks definitely aren't the streets of our subdivisions.
8: So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when this Hold was sex. drafted? When was this created?
0: Well, this is a new one, but oh, the, yeah. the existing one was uh, adopted in 2015. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So. And that is Quite um, a bit shorter. It's very kind of bare bones compared to, to this one. And we had a total of three yeah. meetings on the neighborhood plan
6: shortly after annexation.
0: Mm. There's a little typo. It, of it
6: was Which one? It was. It was a, bye. Thanks.
4: Principal, <laughs> principal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <flower in laughs> should be t l e s Okay. okay. Yeah. I was
8: like, is this school principal? School school like, instilled that to me. <laughs> okay. There are quite a few of those in the neighborhood, I guess. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Great. And I'll add a little bit of context to the importance of the vision statement, and this goes for the the new vision statement we're drafting for the comprehensive plan of. Um, We completed, and I know Leander's already talked to you all about this, we completed an equity scan of our whole comp plan in 2022, trying to find words that might kind of read as coded, like, tighten it. Like that might mm-hmm. seem inclusive. And so, and one of the, one of the phrases that we used a lot um, in the last version of the comp planner the last adopted version was like community character and retain residential character. And that means something mm-hmm. very different to everyone. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we were trying to search around for, you know, what, well, how do we describe that better? And what we're, what I think we're kind of looking at as well, the vision statement is a really good definition of the kinds of things that people wanna see. And that really is the description of the character. And so in the goals and policies, Leander will probably be referencing the vision for the neighborhood or the guiding principles for the neighborhood. And so um, that's why this is so important because we're probably gonna employ a reference to the vision statement in a lot
0: of places where we might've said like character. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. just circling it back to the, to what we really want out of uh, the future of Kingsgate. One of the things that periodically people comment on on Facebook
1: is, and I may can't regulate it in the you know, in the city policy, but in Kingsgate they're looking for like a, a coffee house mm-hmm. or someplace you can go that's you know with more <clears> of <throat> the, the fancy ones. And
0: so you can meet neighbors yep. and have mm-hmm. coffee or have lunch or something. Um, you know, a lot of people start looking for that. Yeah, that's kind of what I was uh, trying to get at with mm-hmm. the social fabric to kind of, like those those public spaces, collective activities they really connect people and uh, connect the neighborhood to each other um, so I'll we'll kind of figure out a better way to say that because it is important and it is brought up, especially with uh, the youth. They really want places where they can go without having to spend money, without having to um, buy something and just be there, meet their friends, do homework. Um, That's not a library, so they don't have to be quiet, you know, things like that. Um, So it is important. Any other um, big topics for the vision statement? There's always gonna be, um, until until we adopt it, it's in in flex. So if we think of something later, let me know. Um, I'll be coming back to you all in March and we'll talk about the next steps, but Mm
5: -hmm.
1: with
0: the draft um, and that'll include a revised vision statement, so. Is is there, I know they
1: just remodeled the library, but is there any way of getting the county maybe to add more meeting space to that property?
0: Maybe, yeah, I can ask. I've been in contact with uh, library leadership, King County Library Service, uh, King County Library System leadership. Um, about the Kingsgate location and specifically how to better utilize it, what they need, what they're facing currently, how many people come in today, things like that. So, I'll ask them, it might be something that they've already talked about or they might have plans, but I'm just not aware of them because right now you know only use the meeting
1: room for like a group of some kind, yeah, like you know, a visiting somebody. event, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, if, if we had more meeting space or they had bungalows or something that looked attractive, um you know that they to put on the property that's part of the
7: library that we could use more as a community. I have a similar thought. So with the new fire station that's been built, will there be a community room that's going to be accessible? Because I know that Kirkland advertised that another fire station is going to have a community a few room. Some do. That, yeah, a few of them have that.
0: I'm not sure about yeah. the most recent one in Kingsgate.
7: Sorry, I missed what was the question. Uh, will the new fire station have a community room? It does not. No. Mm-hmm. I just toured it like two weeks ago and it doesn't mm-hmm. have a okay.
5: mm-hmm.
0: That's too bad.
7: Uh, actually, that's another thing we can put in the draft. We're finally going to have a good emergency plan,
0: mm-hmm.
7: emergency service.
0: Emergency services, sure.
7: But the hospital does. Yeah. Community room, kind of yeah they've got
6: they've got several community rooms
7: we've got beautiful. the friends of youth as well yeah, yeah. and then
6: mm-hmm. well the justice center has at least one maybe more than one
4: but i think the, the the largest room that's kind of public close to our neighborhood is the one on the first floor of the tan building at the hospital mm-hmm. yeah okay.
9: mm. yeah um, I agree with using the library rooms better. I know that in the afternoon, there are groups of moms actually try to use that space for play groups. So I think it's great that we can use the building like kind of all throughout the day. So being more creative about how we can maximize the use of these communal spaces would be really helpful. Yeah,
0: the existing community spaces. Great point, Shauna. Okay, well, I will table that for now. Um, we will come back. Um, and discuss it further Uh, with the amount of time we have left. I just wanna go over what will be changed in the neighborhood plan. Um, So we're gonna be doing a lot of reformatting the Kingsgate uh, existing plan, as I mentioned, was adopted in 2015. We've had a couple neighborhood plan updates since then in other neighborhoods. So we just wanna reformat this one to get it consistent with the more recently updated ones. We'll be reevaluating and prioritizing and transforming existing policy statements. Um, So that is one thing that we'll be working on, excuse me. Uh, We'll be revising our vision statement, of course. We'll describe current land uses, including any changes that might have happened since 2015. Not sure off the top of my head if there are any, but I I assume there would be maybe a couple. Um, We're gonna consolidate the historical text about the area. So there is a historical portion in the existing plan. It's not very Kingsgate specific, so we're gonna do um, consolidation of that and throw it into the comprehensive plan um, like in maybe in an appendix where all the history of Kirkland lives and anything that's still specific to Kingsgate like if some some um, native happenings or historical structures exist in Kingsgate we would leave that in the neighborhood plan but other than that we're just going to be taking the general Kirkland history uh, text and moving it to a general part of the comprehensive plan since it's not necessarily Kingsgate specific currently. Um, We'll have a sort of equity scrub is what we're calling it where we look at the narrative text within the neighborhood plan to make sure it's welcoming to those who live and work outside of the neighborhood but might wanna live here. Um, Things like tight knit and uh, community character can be um, dog whistles of sorts. So just um, being cognizant of of those terms and getting rid of them and replacing them where we need to. We are going to have some policy text um, and support text for our middle housing efforts that have come a long way since 2015, our affordable housing policies and multifamily zoned areas. Uh, We want to be consistent with the housing elements within the general comprehensive plan. And then we're going to be adding a lot of support to several citywide plans like our um, housing strategy plan, our sustainability Sustainability strategic plan, so how are we going to um, meet those greenhouse gas uh, production targets, with specifically in Kingsgate, uh, transportation strategic plan is also being updated, so we'll, we'll um, want to be consistent with that. Uh, the Kirkland Parks, Recreation and Open Space, the CROS plan that was adopted last year, um, we will increase the amount of supported text for that document as well. And then just updating the any <laughs> out-of-date text or text that's no longer relevant. Um, I think there's been a couple of flags in the existing uh, document or the existing plan that we'll need to update just because of times and the changes that have been made um, between now and 2015. And then we're gonna be considering policy and land use um, decisions or policy direction that might connect Key places in the uh, in the neighborhood, so 132nd Square Park to Totem Lake, major neighborhood arterials to the CKC, the Kingsgate Library to schools. One question I had for the group is, what kind of connections are desired between those locations? I think there's roads that connect you eventually to the between those two locations, but are we looking at bike connections, pedestrian connections, um, buffered pedestrian connections, where you're not Near um, vehicles, what types of connections do you all think would benefit that those uh, key areas the most? I would
6: say bicycle and pedestrian to the CKC. Sure. Because between our neighborhood and the CKC is a pretty steep slope. Yeah,
5: yeah. Um, I mean, there's some
6: access points. There's some. I've never done the full stairs from up by uh, Madison House down the on the uh, Mm -hmm. power lines. I've never done those full stairs, but I'm betting they aren't real good. (laughs) (laughs) I I
2: just haven't ever done them.
6: um, So I I don't know some of those connections, so it would be easier (coughs) to get to those. You you don't necessarily want to have to drive your car with your bicycle to be able to use the CKC. That's kind of defeating the purpose. Okay. Yeah, that's
7: helpful. And I'd like to clarify with to totem Lake, the commercial area of totem Lake, right? The shopping center, the hospital.
0: Not the actual lake, or not yeah. the neighborhood
7: necessarily. <laughs> yeah,
6: just like I'll I'll clarify. The I'm, new village, policy. so we don't have to drive a car through there. <laughs>
7: exactly. Yeah, I and try
6: to park place. anywhere in there.
7: I walk well, there. My, my other half hood. walks there all the time, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's.
0: you can get busy in there. Okay, that's helpful. Um, and then we're going to also be updating the photos within the plan. We have. Ideas there's every neighborhood plan has like a cover photo. So I was just curious if you all have any ideas besides some obvious ones, maybe like the Kingsgate Library or 132nd Square Park, any other nice places where we could maybe not even a cover photo, but just within the plan have photos of important parts of the neighborhood.
7: Not so <laughs> much important parts of the neighbourhood, but I notice a lot of other areas like Kirkland's Totem Lake neighbourhood or Kirkland's Norco. Is it possible we can get Kirkland to have a sign saying the Kingsgate neighbourhood or whatever we're going to call the neighbourhood <laughs> yeah. down the line because that would make up a, a like good a neighborhood sign? sign? Yeah. Okay, that would be
0: nice. there,
7: okay.
0: There's
6: already Kingsgate signs up there, but... Yeah, but that's a HOA. that's a HOA.
7: Right.
5: Uh,
0: <laughs> <that's Yeah>.
6: <laughs> Um, I do have a question on this whole process. We've talked the vision and what we like and all of that. Um, you're talking about updating the land use policies since the last update. Um, yeah. Have there been any community, um, any individuals or staff members that have recommended any land use or zoning changes within our neighborhood that we will see before the? plan comes out the draft plan comes out
0: not for Kingsgate no so there have not been any community initiated land use requests um i that might be a little misleading we're just going to see if the current plan needs to be updated with any citywide land use changes that we've made um which i don't think there are many if any in Kingsgate since 2015 that would Need to be rewritten in the plan, but that's just something we'll be looking into. But sometimes with the neighborhood plan update, there are community-initiated amendment requests. We're doing, we're dealing with two in Juanita for the Michaels and the Goodwill site. So nothing specifically in the neighborhood boundaries of Kingsgate. Okay, that's
2: we, we are with the general land use. We are studying the potential of adding residential capacity along frequent tra- frequent transit routes, mm-hmm. but those all in we we just published a map in the planning commission packet for tomorrow of where we're saying those but I don't think
5: um, I don't think we've any. run
2: through <laughs> <plans>. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> don't we don't have any transit interesting but that's like the only citywide one that we can possibly I think,
0: touch. Okay. okay.
2: Okay. Is Michael's the big taken down?
0: TBD, Susan. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we're working through that. Um
2: why don't we go to a craft store? Have have Maybe little
0: we'll little move, to
7: move it to Kingsgate. <laughs> to <laughs> okay, I know we're a little over totally at times. Planned, so
2: I
0: will store. Okay. I will um, Okay, thanks, Shauna. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for providing your input. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just to review quickly the next steps. So with the guidance from the working group um, and the recommended vision statement as a guiding light, we are gonna prepare and edit the draft plans from now until we meet next, which will be probably sometime in mid-March. The working group will then receive the drafted plan in full. You'll be able to comment on the drafted plan We'll take your comments um, to planning commission for a study session on that draft plan in April. Staff will then take the planning commission recommendations or uh, guidance along with the working group comments and revise the plan again, make sure it looks good. And then it will eventually go to public hearing for a planning commission recommendation tentatively set for May 9th. Um, After that, after they make their recommendation, city council will be briefed on the drafted plan and we're shooting for an adoption later this year around uh, November for this plan. That's just kind of letting you know the next steps and the opportunities for um, more input as well. Could,
6: could you send me this slide so <laughs> yeah. I can send it out to my membership so they know what the upcoming steps are so they can participate if they want? Yes. And that
0: brings me to my next slide. I will do oh. that. Um, <laughs> But just stay involved. And we really, uh, really value the, the community input. We can't I couldn't have done this uh, drafting without you all. So by staying involved, we are hoping that some or all of the working group can attend the Planning Commission briefing at the end of the month or attend the City Council briefing. um, Oops, not the end of the month, but that'll be at the end of February. Just to uh, give your experience and um, share your experience with Council and with Planning Commission and provide your insights to them directly as they're the the, they're the ones making recommendations for how this is going to play out so if they hear it from the group it it tends to bolster any um any ideas that you have and then participating in the review of the drafted plan so the next working group is uh scheduled for march and we'll really be leaning on you all to help us get this um, tailored up in a way that makes sense in a way that we can build on it for the next 20 years, or at least when it's up to, uh, until it's updated again in 10 years. Ago. But you'll send
4: it out as a Word file so we can yeah. comment on it and send it to you in writing. Because yeah. I, I have some business travel, and in March I might not be able to attend that meeting.
0: Okay, yeah, no worries. It'll it'll come to you well in advance too, so you'll have a chance to look at it, uh, provide input, and then in in March we can record that session and uh, send it out. Is that date already set? Mid March. Mm-hmm.
4: No. Okay. Well, as soon as it's set. I'll pull the group. Let us know. Yeah. I'll I'll pull pull the
0: group um, to figure out which dates in March are are best, most available for you all, and uh, we will go from there. At what point do we receive the uh,
3: final version of the vision statement that we worked on today?
0: That'll be next time we uh, actually, the final, yeah. It's a draft. Well, the final, final won't be until, I would say, May 9th is when the public hearing will happen, and that's the we're gonna be bringing the finalized draft to Planning Commission. Okay. And that'll include the updates he, that we did here as well as all the policy updates, that's right. <laughs> okay. So okay. mid-March, we'll see another one. Yes, okay. I'll take the feedback that we talked about today as well as some other feedback we've received, switch it up, tailor it, and mm-hmm. then you'll see another draft, but that necessarily, or that won't necessarily be the final draft because it up, then has to go to Planning Commission. They might have comments, we'll incorporate those comments, mm-hmm. take it to them again, and then we'll go to council. Okay, so uh,
7: basically not just the City Council, but the Planning Commission has to sign off on this before it goes to the City Council. Yep, they'll
0: make a recommendation to adopt as drafted by okay. staff. And what we'll probably do in this case, because the,
2: this is a unique project and in the involvement of the working group, what we would probably do is note if the Planning Commission made a suggested amendment to the working groups version of the vision statement so that city council knows the working group suggested this planning commission suggested mm-hmm. that so if there are changes. Um, that we call those out so that your um, perspective is still represented in what council's
0: looking at for adoption. Great right. any questions any comments. This has been great. Thank you all so much for being
8: here. Thanks for the energy you
0: put
5: into making this. Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Happy to do it. It needed it. <laughs> Night, everyone. Have a great rest of your evening Till I see you again.